Anderson County, Knox County, Morgan County, Warren County, at 9.45 p.m. At 9 p.m., National Weather Service Doppler radar indicated a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado five miles northwest of Kingston. Welcome, listener. I'm glad you're here. So, one of the things that gets brought up as far as disaster goes is that I'm a little less personable on this version of the show. And I was thinking about it, and I have something to add as far as disasters go. You see, I have my own COVID story like many of us do. I feel like that whole happening, a lot of us sort of put it in our rear view. Everything we went through during that period. And with a potential new COVID outbreak on the horizon, I think it's worth going back and remembering, you know, everything I went through during that period. Because it had a major effect on my life, as well as my wife's, Samantha. And I think it's only fair, if I went through something like that, to discuss it on the show. Because, you know, I cover a lot of people's lowest moments on this show. And if I'm going to do that, then I should be willing to discuss one of mine. And so, this is going to be a bit of a different episode. Usually... A lot of times when I'm looking for information, I'm interviewing people, I'm digging up the sources, and uh, I'm researching, but this is strictly off the cuff and from my memory. And so, because of that, this is going to be in a non-scripted format, and then I'll probably edit it to be a little less sloppy, but... I still think that there's a lot of value to be had here, and maybe we can get to know each other a little bit. Now, I ask you this, listener. Where were you when you first heard about COVID? Because I remember hearing about it in very early days, before anyone else that I knew. I've always had my ear to the ground with this kind of stuff, and a lot of the times it turns out to be nothing. But this time, I remember very early catching wind of it, and I'd tell people, there's this pandemic that might happen, there's this, you know, new thing on the way that you guys need to start taking very serious. Because a lot of people, you know, they tend to sleep on this kind of stuff. And then also, you know, I had been invested before, you know, I lived in uh, Florida at the time, spent most of my life in Florida and there were many hurricanes that were meant to be bigger deals than they turned out and then at the end of the day they weren't much you know um, there was one I mean I was ready to evacuate and then things fell through and then 
The hurricane just changed course last second. And where we were going to evacuate to... Actually, no, wait. Where we evacuated to got hit by the hurricane. We actually did do that. And so, I guess, uh, you know, I had been sort of not really misled, but there had been several times where things didn't pan out the way that it was predicted. And so, leading up to COVID becoming a big deal, I tell people all the time, hey, you know, take this serious. This is going to change our lives. And uh, I kind of felt like it was an invasion of the body snatcher situation where I'm telling everyone like, hey, this is going to be a big deal. This is going to be serious. And everyone's kind of looking at me like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I remember the moment things got real. It was March 11th, 2020. The Heat were playing the Hornets. And the Heat, the Miami Heat, uh, that's a basketball team for the NBA. For those listening that don't know, the Miami Heat, that's my team. And uh, after the game, uh, one of the announcers were like, that might be the last game this season. And it was announced shortly before the game was over that... The NBA season was going to be shut down. And eventually it would come back. And there was this thing called the bubble and everything else where they were able to finish out the season. But it was the entire NBA shutting down that really cemented in my mind. No, this is something to take very seriously. This is going to change all of our lives. I had... uh, Shortly before that, moved into a new house that I had put a down payment on. And the period leading up to that was a very happy period in my life because I had found some decent success with the podcast and I was able to put money down on a house. And after everything started shutting down, we had the COVID shutdowns and everything. I remember... I ended up basically having a COVID divorce, you know, um, that's really the way to call it. Uh, During those shutdowns, whatever happened, a lot of the issues I had with my first wife and we had with each other and they sort of came to a head during that period, during the shutdowns and uh, the lockdowns, Um, things sort of fell apart and the divorce came pretty quick. Uh, after, you know, things sort of fell apart. And it wasn't long after that that I met my now wife, Samantha. Someone that really taught me that it's very important to marry the person who is your best friend. Now, when we first got together, you know, things progressed relatively fast. And, uh... It wasn't long before we were living together. And Samantha, she works in a field that unfortunately was high risk as far as COVID goes. She was in contact with a lot of people that were infected with the virus. And there really wasn't any way around it. And despite um, all the precautions we took, 
And let me tell you, Florida and that hot, humid heat uh, where sweat's pouring down your face, wearing a mask, it was not pleasant. It's already tough enough to breathe when things are so humid. Now you got that mask over your face and it's like you can chew the air. But we took every precaution, but I'll never forget the day that she had gotten a, you know, maybe a small cold or something like that. And she got a COVID test and she was checking her phone uh, to get an update on it. I don't remember the exact circumstances. And lo and behold, she looks over to me and she's like, I have COVID. And I knew immediately right then and there that I too had COVID because we shared the same bed. We were always around each other. And so sure enough, within a couple days, I started getting those cold symptoms. And I remember um, at first we were very confident because, you know, we were younger as far as uh, the age demographic goes for getting it. And we lived with uh, a couple people during that period. And I won't get into that, but so we sort of sealed ourselves off in the bedroom and we would just for the first few days or whatever, we would just like watch movies and kind of order DoorDash to sort of get by. Like we didn't want to go tooling around in the kitchen and getting other people sick or we'd have them bring us food and leave it outside of the door. It wasn't long after that, that things started getting more serious where it was clear that we were really sick. And, uh, yeah, things started kind of spiraling from there. And, uh, it became a situation where we were a prisoner. We were prisoners in our own bed and, uh, food would be left by the door. And then we would basically (laughs) crawl our way to the door, sort of drag it in because no one else wanted to be sick. The, you know, a few other people that lived with us at the time. And, uh, yeah, it went from just like a moderate cold to just like sick in every way you can imagine. And, uh, I remember we would, you know, sometimes DoorDash OTC medications and some of it would help. Um, some of it wouldn't. And eventually we lost our ability to, uh, taste anything. You know, so it was a it was a struggle to keep anything down. And I know that's a common side effect or symptom that happens when people are sick with uh, COVID. And yeah, it it hit us full force. Um, We couldn't taste anything. And what's weird, and this is one of the weirdest aspects as far as being sick with COVID is weirdly enough, we struggled to keep anything down except for and again, You know, I won't defend this. This is very strange. McDonald's cheeseburgers. For some reason, McDonald's cheeseburgers were one of the only things we could eat and keep down without throwing up. Now, Samantha and I, we've discussed this since, and we think that maybe it has to do with sort of that childhood McDonald's indoctrination where... It was like such a comfort food that just the texture alone and the memory of sort of like eating it as a kid and everything and it being like a reward that parents would give you. Maybe there was something to that where it give it gave it the flavor that it needed 
for us to sort of swallow and just, you know, keep ourselves nourished. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny looking back, just like two sick people that are like rapidly losing weight, occasionally like scarfing down McDonald's cheeseburgers and like crawling across the floor to get it. And, uh, I want to say that we were locked down in our beds for about 30 days for a month straight. And, it's the most I've ever missed in terms of working on the show, um, or any of my shows, and that was weird alone. But towards the end, things took a really rough turn, and we had basically oxy- oxygen-starved brains. We weren't breathing the way that we needed to, and I want to say for like the last week, we were sort of operating on a delirium We had been sick for so long and we were so weak and we were starved of nutrition and oxygen and it came to Samantha that she needed to get to the hospital. Like she could barely breathe and like just barely anything was coming through and we weren't thinking straight and looking back, obviously we should have called an ambulance right? Like that's what makes the most sense in that situation. Samantha is very sick. She can't breathe. She realizes she needs to get to the hospital. And so what we did is we agreed that she should drive to the hospital and I should hang back and we should find out what to do from there. Now, clearly that wasn't the right move, but again, please understand our brains were not working correctly. Um, We were operating through a fog. I mean, that's an understatement. You know, we just weren't even making a lot of sense. It's pretty scary when you think back to it, uh, to be honest with you. And so she went to the hospital and they realized like, yes, she was very sick. She had COVID pneumonia and they gave her steroids immediately Uh, to sort of give her body the strength to deal with it. And, you know, I don't really want to talk about everything else they did with her, but because, you know, that's sort of her story to tell, but um, it got pretty bad. And basically, she was giving medication and an inhaler, and she spent four days in the hospital. And looking back, I should have went too, um... It didn't really click in my brain that, hey, if all these things are wrong with her, they're probably wrong with me. But after the fourth day, she couldn't bear being there any longer. And so she got an Uber ride home because they didn't trust her to, you know, drive home on her own. So she got an Uber ride home, I believe. And uh, when she got home, her and I basically just... We were both using that inhale, those inhalers. They like gave her an overabundance of the medication she needed, so we were both taking the medication. And after that, things got better. Um, it's kind of scary looking back, but I think had she not gotten the inhaler, the medication, the steroids, everything else, at the very least, she would have died. Um, I may have died too. I'm not fully sure. Uh, Logic tells me that I probably would have died if I, if I didn't have those things because after taking them, things turned around and my health was rapidly spiraling out of control. I should have went to the hospital, but 
I didn't really have anyone there to sort of guide me in that direction. And it can't be overstated that your mind isn't working the way it should when you're that sick, when you're that oxygen deprived. And so it didn't fully click into place. But luckily, using that inhaler, using that medication, this, you know, everything else, um, things turned around and we got better. But then there was the recovery period. And I'll never forget that our muscles, I mean, had just atrophied. And there was a point where I needed to open a case of water, you know, like a 24 pack of, you know, bottled water. And I couldn't tear the plastic, like that thin plastic that's like on the water bottles to, you know, the case busted open. I couldn't tear it open. Um, and that was like when it really set in like, wow, I am still in full recovery. I remember there was a time where I struggled to lift a jug of milk because like I was just so weakened uh, from that experience. And for a while, when I walked around, um, it was like I was still, you know, I was like dizzy. I was off kilter. That could have been a side effect for basically laying in a bed for 30 days. But yeah, that's hard to know exactly. Um, But in the time that passed after that, I feel like as that period went into my rear view, my brain has sort of forced me to forget about it. Like, it's something I don't want to hold on to. And so, every now and then, I almost have to stop and remind myself, like, hey, you went through all that. I mean, you were, you were in bed for 30 days, as sick as can be, and potentially nearly died. And your wife, she really did nearly die. Like, she was on the edge there. You both went through that. And it's sort of hard to believe. Like, yeah, that is something that I went through. And so, yeah, with COVID, you know, with there being a new potential COVID outbreak and everything else, it's been on my mind recently a bit more. Because most of the time, I don't really think about it. Though, I think it's worth doing so. It's worth learning from... It's worth learning from my previous mistakes. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Um, when you went through COVID, and if you did, because some people didn't, did you sort of put it on the back burner, you know, afterwards? Did you sort of, forget, or, you know, put it in your rear view, I should say? Did you sort of forget about it and let it go? Did your mind sort of push it down, you know, or is it something you think about frequently? I'm genuinely curious to know. Um, There are a lot of ways you can write me and contact me, but I'd love to know your story. So if you hear this and you'd like to tell me your COVID story, I'd be absolutely happy to hear it. But yeah, that's my COVID story. And I think that about wraps things up. Thank you for listening, and keep the fire burning.
Colombia. Colombia.